for me, when I look at it in that perspective, I'm like, my husband gave his life. I am. I know so many other women whose husbands gave their lives, kids who were raised without their dads or their moms, so that we have this right to speak and here we are not using it. So for me, plus the whole like losing friends and relationships, I'm the girl who couldn't get a prom date, who had no friends, who was like people just either gloss over me or bullied the crap out of me. So I'm used to having no friends. Like I've been there before. I, I made it through that, you know, so I wasn't sweating that because I know who my friends are and I'm confident in that. So I feel like once you've been yeah. through certain things, uh, it makes it makes knowing that you can do it. It's like people who have made millions and millions of dollars and lost it all. They're like, well, I'll just rebuild it, you know, but somebody who's never made that million is like, well, how do I get to that million? You know? So yeah. it's like, once you've walked through certain fires and come out the other side and learn things and grown from it, you're like, well, what's the worst that can happen? Like, I'll just do it again. <laughs> so true. And, um, and it's the truth of like what you're sharing, which is so powerful is like, there does come a point where, you know, I call it living creature on a floating rock and a who do you want to be moment. And what we're talking about is you're not, and I'm not, we're not standing up for Friday night. We got to go eat Thai food. If you're not eating right. Thai food, I want you out of my life. Like it's not some silly trite thing. These things that people and so many people around the world are willing to risk everything for. And that's what I, I, I try to hopefully share to some people is like, do you really think that every single trucker in Canada who's a part of this is risking their livelihoods because they're racist, because they don't like other people? Or do you think that maybe they realize the magnitude of what this is in their country for themselves and their children in the future? And so they're willing to risk everything for it. I, I just think that uh, the level of, which kind of goes to what's going on now in the world too, but this term propaganda, but it's just like, it's advertising. That's what it is. It's advertising. And it's just at such a high volume and rate that it's very difficult to think for yourself right now. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Flex Your Freedom podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today's guest is a world record holder. He's among the youngest coaches ever to have been named U.S. Lacrosse Coach of the Year. He's an author and a speaker who has both hosted and competed on American Ninja Warrior. And everything seemed to be going perfectly for Alex Weber until 2020 hit. Like so many people around the world, depression found its way to Alex in the midst of the lockdowns and he struggled to find his way back. But when he did overcome that and get back out into his life, it was with a new awareness, and he felt that he had an obligation as an American to speak out in the name of freedom. In today's episode, Alex takes us through those times in his life and shares his insight on what it means to be brave in today's world. He talks about the men's community he's running and how we can all tap into our brave honesty and be bold. Now here is Barbara Allen with today's guest, Alex Weber. 
Hey, it's a great day to flex your freedom. I'm your co-host, Barb Allen. Today, I am here with speaker, coach, TV host, and American Ninja Warrior, Alex Weber. We met Alex. Alex, I met you a bunch of years ago when we both spoke at a TEDx event. And I knew you were pretty cool then. We got you on our American Snippets show. And now, as the years have progressed and the universe has shifted, all of a sudden, the moons and stars aligned and pointed me right back to you. And I said, we need Alex back on our show we have now started the whole flex your freedom um, shift in our path from American Snippets. And Alex, it seemed to kind of coincide to right about the same time that you began using your platform, which, by the way, is super entertaining and inspirational and everything you intended it to be. Um, and now you've somehow married into all of that your stance for freedom and and stepping forward and using that platform for the greater good without being like obnoxious or in your face or too far one way or another don't mind me as i'm just using my screen to hit this thing popping up i don't know i hate computers um so <laughs> alex i'm super excited to have you here with us today awesome i'm truly so happy to be here and felt the same way when we met at the the tedx way back when and uh been such a fan of, of what you all are doing and uh, being a guest then and now with Flex Your Freedom, I, uh, I'm aligned in, in the work you're doing. So grateful to be here. Yeah. And I should mention, too, that the whole Flex Your Freedom thing and the way that you and, and are aligned with us, it's not necessarily all about freedoms and politics and all this in, in terms of government and laws and bureaucracies. There's a certain freedom that we always want to flex in our own lives to to do oh. what it is we want to do, whatever it is that fulfills us. And that's something that you've been stepping up for and standing out upon on your own two feet for since since we've known you and before then, which is part of your appeal to to so many people and to and why we wanted it so let's get into a little bit of that first because it is really hard even in even in quote normal times right in, in good times and yeah. easy times before all yeah. these fans started getting hit with all the shit in our lives right but it's even hard then to kind of have the know-how or courage or guts to say you know what I'm not really happy in this life I'm living now. I'm going to take this step out and I'm going to go here because I think I'd be happier over here. And you are someone who just did that. And like, I mean, you were all in, you just went, you just sent it, man. You just sent it. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I mean, there's been a few moments in my life of, you know, I use this term brave honesty. It's in the book I wrote. It's, it was one that I, you know, shaped my life because I think that, life is so busy and noisy and hectic and pressure filled that we very rarely give ourselves the opportunity to look at some tough questions and then actually answer them with brave honesty because either you know we got obligations or there's a distraction or we frankly just don't want to look at that dark corner or tough tough thing so that's happened a few times in my life and then it's like well after you do have that moment of brave honesty things are very clear. We cloud things because we got fears around them or people are pursuing interests, but life is very clear when you really get down to like, what matters to you? What do you want? And then at those moments, you said, I, I sent it or I went all out. Then it's like, okay, once you have that clarity, it's just time to go. It's just time to go. And, uh, you know, speaking more specifically, so that was something that shaped my life, whether it was leaving finance after I played division one lacrosse in the Ivy league, I left finance to pursue entertainment and did that. And then, uh, I ended up 
coaching and winning U.S. Lacrosse Coach of the Year and felt like I wanted to go into TV hosting. And then I got hired by NBC American Ninja Warrior and won an award doing that. And then I felt like I got very drawn to doing speaking. And that was another moment of, of brave honesty, which led to the TEDx talks where you and I met. But I say all that to say, like, I really loved who I was and what I was doing uh, early March 2020. And then I really like grieved and was pretty depressed for most of 2020, even if there was some type A successes going on, me as a human being, I was not good. Now that led to good things. I started a men's community, which I'll share about, which has been awesome. I did have a book come out, Computer on American Ninja Warrior, great. But then I started to realize in 2021 and had a pretty, however, this lands with people, spiritual moment of like, you gotta enter this, you gotta enter this. Whatever we call this, this debate, this fight, whatever it is, you've got tools and stop sitting on the sideline. And just to bring this you know, point home, Barb, and then I'll toss it back was, from that truth of me realizing that was about four more months where I was still scared to speak what I knew and saw was true because I was scared of what judgments would happen in my personal life and professionally. And then I had another moment where I was like, you know what? I, I, I say this expression, you go to bed with your soul. And there was a few nights where, you know, knowing that I should be speaking and not, I, that was a rougher pain than anything this external world can do. So I just started and went all out and two things have happened. One is that I have lost friends. I have lost colleagues. I have lost even people in my family have distanced, but I've also realized that if it, it's connected with so many more people, and I've also realized the truth that if people can't disagree with you and still love you, if people can't say, I had a buddy the other day, he goes, I think you're crazy, man, but I love you. Let's grab dinner. That's a friend. Mm -hmm. if, but if you have people who can't disagree and think you're crazy about something and still love you, get dinner, have a phone call. You know what? Take care. Take care. Life's too short. <laughs> yeah, I agree a hundred thousand percent with everything you just said. Um, we've been getting messages from people for a couple of years now. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for speaking up because I could never do it. I don't want to lose clients. I'll never work again. I'll lose this relationship. And uh, and I say this a lot and I'll say it again here. And I, I kind of struggle to find a balance in responding to those people, right? Because on the one hand, like my husband gave his life so that we can speak freely. And so for me, when I look at it in that perspective, I'm like, my husband gave his life. I am. I know so many other women whose husbands gave their lives, kids who were raised without their dads or their moms, so that we have this right to speak and here we are not using it. So for me, plus the whole like losing friends and relationships, I'm the girl who couldn't get a prom date, who had no friends, who was like people just either glossed over me or bullied the crap out of me. So I'm used to having no friends. Like I've been there before. I. I made it through that, you know, so I wasn't sweating that because I know who my friends are and I'm confident in that. So I feel like once you've been yeah. through certain things, uh, it makes it makes knowing that you can do it. It's like people who have made millions and millions of dollars and lost it all. They're like, well, I'll just rebuild it, you know, but somebody who's never made that million is like, well, how do I get to that million? You know, so yeah. it's like once you've walked through certain fires and come out the other side and learn things and grown from it, you're like, well, What's the worst that can happen? Like, I'll just do it again. <laughs> so true. And, um, and, and it's the truth of like what you're sharing, which is so powerful is like, 
there does come a point where, you know, I call it living creature on a floating rock and a who do you want to be moment. And what we're talking about is you're not, and I'm not, we're not standing up for Friday night. We got to go eat Thai food. If you're not eating Thai food, I want you out of my life. Like it's not some silly trite thing. These things that people and so many people around the world are willing to risk everything for. And that's what I, I, I try to hopefully share to some people is like, do you really think that every single trucker in Canada who's a part of this is risking their livelihoods because they're racist? Because they don't like other people? Or do you think that maybe they realize the magnitude of what this is in their country for themselves and their children in the future? And so they're willing to risk everything for it. I, I just think that uh, the level of, which kind of goes to what's going on now in the world too, but this term propaganda, but it's just like, it's advertising. That's what it is. It's advertising. And it's just at such a high volume and rate that it's very difficult to think for yourself right now. Yeah. Um, and when you do think for yourself, you're immediately put down. So if somebody is, if you're the kind of person that has some self-doubt or is lacking some clarity, or maybe um, just kind of speaking up for the first time and somebody slams you down, well, you're just going to yes. go right back yes. to where you came from, right? So the people who are attempting to find their voice are put down so cruelly and so harshly that it's really hard to have the kind of inner fortitude to withstand that and come back out. And then you have the other people who are saying, well, what's the point? We can sit around and talk about it all day. What's the point? Why should I speak up if I'm going to get canceled? Because then what good am I doing if I'm getting canceled? And then I come across people, you know, I was popping through your Instagram uh, feed earlier on and I'm like, oh, that guy, Dr. Bradley Campbell looks cool. Let me go check him out. And boop, he's gone. He's not there. He's no longer like his account. I mean, so yeah, what do you do? Right. I guess they have a point, right? Like what's the it's, well, it's a fine line to walk between it totally is between that. And when the people who are anti-American run these platforms that we're using right now and that we'll be posting on a lot of, what do you do? So I think we're all sort of navigating this funky world that who would have ever, ever, ever believed would happen in America, but I'm sure Canada didn't think that would happen. I'm sure Australia yeah. didn't think that would happen and all these other countries that are going through what they're going through. So we're just glad, we're glad to have you out here, Alex. Thanks. Likewise, I'm glad to be with you. I'm glad for the work that you all do. Yeah, yeah. it's good. So um, let's talk a little bit about some of the messages that you have. And I want to get back into that. I was joking with you a little bit right before we started recording about the one of the posts you have about being the people pleaser. And A, I don't know how long it takes you to do that or if you send that video out and have somebody else do that. But I was like, my head eyes were like twitching, imagining trying to figure out the splicing all of that myself. I'm like, oh no. I, I do them myself. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. Those do take a moment, especially when there's multiple, uh, oh my goodness. let's call it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's some commitment, but they're they're Well, they have, let's just exponentially more views than my TEDx talk ever got. So each of your posts. Do. <laughs> well, I, I think it's like, so I'm, it's I'm, I'm, you. I'm definitely like, I'm proud of them. And I, I do think that like they had the, uh, you know, these, these are like humble brags, but like I did work hard on them and I do think they're funny and I do think they're smart and goofy and silly and stupid. But I also think, cause I've done other videos 
that I thought, you know, checked a lot of boxes and they didn't hit. And I think what really is shown in that, in the view count that you're mentioning and people sharing it is the resonance of how many people feel this way that we all feel. And it's, that is what's most powerful right now. And, you know, I feel like it's like a really interesting point where the limelight of COVID, which, and this is, this is really important. COVID is a, is an illness, is a virus. That is one thing. And that should be tackled by trained professionals. Uh, and, and ideally the best and the brightest without a team or a financial backer. And we just have best hands on deck helping people. Then there is the whole situation and industry and nonsense that has happened around a virus. And that is where I have more of the, that's really the only place I have the issue with is that. And uh, it seems like the limelight of that has subsided, even though there's still some shady things going on. And, you know, this, this lens of, well, two things, I guess. One is this word conspiracy theorist. There's just, it's, it's a baffling time where, you know, I think there's like a meme of conspiracy theory is truth minus six months. It's basically like, you know, it's, it's, it's truth, but then it gets repressed and shamed. And, and then six months later, it's become a provable truth for the masses. Um, and really where I'm at with this is because someone's like, oh, so you're political now. When I decided to get into this, it was, I think politics are nonsense. I think it is people talking who are detached, and I'm generalizing, of course, but for the, mo the most part, it is two people who are basically 80% the same arguing over nuance so that one of the best rivalry can win. Either blue's going to win this year, four years later, red wins. Then it's the donkeys. Then it's the elephants. Then it's the, it's, it's this, it's the same nonsense. And we're a divided country, 51 to 49. That's, that's nonsense. So I really don't have as strong of an interest in the political game. What I do will die is for people living life freely on this planet. That I'm all in on. And that basically came to a head with the political measures that were being taken place with COVID. Yeah. And uh, especially for people like me and Dave who live in states like New York, yeah. it's been it's been extra brutal, you know, to yeah. to have to go through. New York is a state that's a beautiful state. It's got a lot of really amazing people here. But we are historically, you know, struggling already. We're already overtaxed. We're already overregulated on everything from, you know, wanna, you want to put a new step on the outside of your house. You have to go through 50 different departments and pay all these fees and all these, you know, so everything we do is like regulated. There's no, there's, you know, freedom is sort of like already a little bit of an illusion in a lot of ways here uh, in New York. And hopefully that'll change one day here soon. But um then to add all of these other things on top of it, all of these other other things, the schools here are just tomorrow. Tomorrow, they're finally lifting the mask mandates. And that just came out after all of this time. So we have all these kids who've been going through this for two years in school and lifting the mask mandates. So it's nice to get some sort of sense of normalcy. But all of us kind of are driving around like on that early spring day where you, it looks sunny and you want to crack the window, but you're afraid the sun is a lie and it's really freezing out. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of sort of, so well put. 
you know, live like that a little bit. Um, and so I hear you, the frustration yeah. is growing and mounting. And to your point, the views you're getting, you have to know that the shift in your content. And again, you're not coming out there. You're not bashing. You're not like calling names. You're not denouncing people. You're not, you're not doing any of those horrible things that people on both sides have done, right? You're not out there like just slamming people. You're out there just kind of pointing out the, it's funny because it's not funny part of it all, which is something that resonates. So (laughs) you have to know that you're already getting filtered a little bit. You're already getting squashed and you're still getting those views, which tells you even more. Oh, you know, thank you for that. When it's, you're, yeah, when you're going out and you're doing the content that we do, um, to get ten views or something is a struggle. If you're if you're coming up with no platform, right? But when you're starting that with a platform, and then speaking that, you're going to get shadowed. You're going to get squished. And so everyone that's coming to you and seeing your stuff and wanting to see your stuff is because they really want to see it. You know, um, so you're connecting a little bit, you know, that much harder with them. Thank you for that. It's yeah. I'm, I'm basically kind of, you know, navigating what this next chapter will be. I, I feel very drawn to keep speaking on these. I mean, COVID is definitely the one that uh, fires me up the most. And again, not COVID, but the uh, BS around it um, because of how much it hurts people. It hurts people's, small businesses. It hurts children. Like these kids have been in a mask. I saw Bill Gates, uh, give a quote, which he basically was mocking. He basically was mocking citizens. And this is recent. This is not like April one month in. And what he was saying was like, Oh, it's so tough to wear a mask. I mean, I get it. You have to wear pants. And what he's saying is like, this is such a nominal inconvenience. Why not just do it for the greater good of society? which is a very logical, I can get that. I could get that if it was one month in, but two years in where kids especially don't do it like adults, where we go to our office or we go outside and we have autonomy, kids are, they don't have free will. So if they have to wear it from the moment they get on a bus at let's say 7.38 in the morning to the moment they get home at potentially 5 p.m., that's a lot of time for two years and I, and I think just that detachment as someone who for better or worse is on the forefront of this to be that detached from what a normal citizen has been going through for two years, I, to the point that you mock it, I think is very telling if you want to approach this without a team, but just as an intellectual empathetic person. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Alex, what would you say to people Let's start, let's go at this a couple of different prongs. What do you say to people who maybe have a platform, an existing platform already, and are feeling those like, oh, should I, shouldn't I? I want to get in there, but I don't want to lose followers, but I don't want to lose friends. Like what is, imagine yeah. they're sitting down and talking. Imagine I'm that, imagine I just came to you said, Alex, I have 800,000 people following me online, right? I believe in everything you're saying, but I don't want to, I, I can't, I, I can't lose my followers. I can't lose my clients. So thank you for speaking because I'm not there. I've got a lot of those. And I think there's a lot of ways to be brave. I think that there are some ways a good friend of mine, you know, when he goes to grocery stores and places, and this is during like the peak of when it was like shaming you, he wouldn't wear one. And when people would come up to him, uh, his name's Michael, a great, great guy. And when people would come up to him and basically try to shame him, he would use it as an opportunity to basically very intellectually share 
not only why this person was <laughs> incorrect with their logic, but also how wrong it is for someone to think that they can tell someone else what to do with their autonomy, health, wellness. And so basically that ripple effect of, okay, now there's 20 people in a grocery store looking at this. That's a brave action. That takes a lot of discomfort to do that. So why I say that is you got to find your brave. And I really mean that though, because brave to me is a dear, dear word that I have, I only feel in these last months that I've stepped into being brave. And what it means to me is you are aware that there may be negative consequences. You are aware that it's not going to be the most comfortable road, but what you are standing for, you know, is so meaningful that you need to stand in it regardless of if there is some negative that comes your way. And there's a lot of ways to do that. What I would really encourage people to say, to do is like, are you being your brave? Meaning, if you had something you wanted to say or share, but then you didn't because of those other fears and concerns, could you be brave in that moment and click post and then put your phone down and go for a walk? If you're at a casual conversation with someone and they say something, I had a business meeting and the person goes, gosh, I can't wait for the unvaccinated to die off. How is that an okay thing to say? Oh. How is that an okay thing to say? So recalibrating and saying, I'm not vaccinated is a, a statement to, you know, um, there's a lot of different forms of brave. What I will say though, is what is your intention? Because if we're just, there's never anything bad by sharing what you believe to be true and letting other people know that they're not alone. That is a beautiful truth. So if that is your intention, amazing. If it's just to share anger, we don't need it. If it's just to be a martyr, which you touched on earlier, if it's just to say like, I'm not going to do this. And, and then we sacrifice our livelihoods and it blows over in 12 hours and you lost your job, but really no impact. We don't need that either. So uh, what is your intention of doing it? Are you sharing information? Are you sharing a perspective? Are you letting people know they're not alone? We need uh, hands reaching out to welcome in people to the truth that haven't seen it yet. I, I kind of call it like, jump on in the water's fine and we've all been lied to we've all been dating someone in a serious relationship who's been cheating on us and lying to us and we're all just realizing that at our own time so there's no shame there's no guilt there's no red and blue in this just come on over to the side of the truth yeah that's an important point i think more people that i'm speaking with are touching on that now too because in even like a few months ago, there was a lot of, I told you so's. I told you so, I told you so, I told you. I think those are four of the worst words you could say to someone, I, you know, yeah, like I told yeah. you so is the immediate, right. Right. it's the immediate brick wall. Like why, like to <laughs> what end? Like why, yes. <laughs> what yes. purpose does that serve? You know, if you want to shut someone down or turn them against you or piss it off, I told you so. Worst four words, I think you could say to so someone um, in so many situations. So I think getting that message out more, more so is even great. I saw a story and I don't, I haven't vetted this. I don't know if it's true, but this is um, something that just hit me. And I hope it's true because it's so inspiring. And for all of us in, in that, and maybe you heard it or maybe you didn't about a Ukrainian unit, your units such as they are, right? Who captured like 200 Russian soldiers. And those kids, they were like 19 years old, the soldiers. Mm -hmm. And the Ukrainians let those kids call home and talk to their parents, you know, just like a side wow. of compassion. And this is the enemy sent here to kill us. And there was no, I told you so I told you there was like, yeah. 
Yeah. You came here, you invaded our land. We see you, human being. Would you like to call your mom and tell her that yeah. you're okay? Kind of thing, uh, right? Yeah. Um, this so. is this is where I've risen. This is where I've like, um, and I'm so curious your lens on it. I don't trust anything. <laughs> right. I start um, to say I didn't vet that story. I just like it. Well, no, it's, <laughs> and, and it's it's one where like I want to believe it. Who wouldn't want to believe that? Right. I'm not. It very well may be true. Right. 100. Yeah. percent It also very well may be 100 percent fabricated, and that right. is like. I was, I was wondering if you'd scary, heard it. Yeah. So it's, it's such a scary time in our, in our, in our, you know, and I think back to like, maybe this has always been going on and we only have the ability now to disprove these lies. And that's quite possible. Um, but I don't know. It, it, I, I posted something yesterday or the other day of like, I'd really love to genuinely just know what's going on and why in Ukraine and Russia and about, you know, like, 90, like a lot of people reached out and were like, my thoughts exactly. And two people reached out. And this is just so telling. Um, two people reached out who I know in different ways were, who basically said, what's there to understand? You mean you're okay with innocent people getting killed? And I said, I was like, it, it's that view is someone who is so caught up and the emotional stirring of the news that they can't even hear what's actually being said or discussed without just hammering down some headline that they saw on CNN. And, and I, I think we can all agree or that Fox, it, I will say that too, or Fox sure. people do the same thing. Yeah, sure. They're all, yeah. they're all doing the game here. Um, I don't know. In Ukraine and Russia, this is one where I'm me, Alex deciding, okay, Alex, COVID really hit home to you because of the human rights issues that it hit you. It hit people you love. It hit other people. It hit kids. Was that just your passion point? Or now do you want to step in and talk about other things like Ukraine and Russia? And why I feel like I may end up is because I look around and I'm like, you know what? The only two damn people that I trust right now are Russell Brand and Joe Rogan. And Joe Rogan, because he brings on guests, and, and he's just like a good, rational guy who doesn't have an opinion. He's just asking rational questions. And Russell Brand, because he's freaking very, very smart and is looking at a situation that doesn't make sense and wants to address it. And honestly, he's kind of my North Star in all of this is Russell Brand. Um, but that's, you know, I'm just kind of rambling on this, but it's my, I'm basically de deciding, Alex, do you want to keep making videos and discussing like world events or not. Um, but I look at the Ukraine, Russia, and I'm just like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get why it's happening. I don't get why a lot of bad people who we've known have been bad are like somehow like George Soros is somehow coming out as a humanitarian when it's like, dude, you've never been that. Why are you being that now? I don't know if there's bioweapons labs in Ukraine and Russia's actually maybe doing a good thing by bombing them. Granted, we don't want any casualties. We don't want any innocent people. But it's like, what the hell is going on? What the hell is going on? That's the thing. And I think that's I think that's where America has lost its ability to question. I've been questioning narratives 
this whole time. And so have, and on both sides, I know, like, I don't believe a single headline I read, like that story said, I want to believe it. I haven't vetted it. I haven't dug into it. So there's stories that I look at and I'm like, wow, I would really like to believe that I'm going to dig into that. Or, wow, I really hope this is not true. I'm going to dig into that and hope that it is not true. And then I figure out as close as I can, because I don't think any of us is ever really going to know exactly what's going on. But like when I see someone post something about a bill being proposed, I'm like, oh, that sounds terrible. So I look up the bill and I read the bill um, or as much of the bill as I can, um, you know, so and then I'll like I'll be able to extract enough from this thousand multi thousand page bill. Where I'll get like a couple paragraphs here or there. I'm like, OK, well, this validates that because, you know, you look for the keywords that, that set you off in the first place and you're like, let me find the topic. And you're like, oh, wow, that that is actually true and terrifying or no, these people were full of crap and that's not true. You know, they're so, but, but who can really dedicate their time to doing this? Like, you know, we can't all sit down and read the congressmen don't even read the bills before they vote. Crazy. Crazy. So so I think that's it. I think, I think the world in general and America specifically, because that's who we are and where we're addressing, we just want to know the truth or we just want to stop having all this bullshit spun at us. Right. We just want it to stop. Like, People figure figure this out um, and let's move on because we hired you to do this job. We hired you to read these bills and to do the best thing. You know, like, why am I reading your bill? (laughs) Like, you read it. I I mean, you're so right. And it's not one where, like, I'm generalizing, I'm wildly generalizing because I've met a lot of uh, elected officials, I really have, who are really wonderful people, good hearted. but I think it's so that's why, at least to me, it's appealing when you see people who are outsiders, you know, if you've run a business or you've done something in sports or you've, or whatever, you've lived a life and accomplished things. And then you're looking at politics and saying, this isn't adding up. I'm stepping in. I love I'm that. more likely to vote for you. Right. And someone like a Trudeau who's been gifted a position by a family member and grown up in that system and not really been with citizens, not worked in a small business, not had a family member own one, not gone to public school. Like, I I just think if we, it's time for us to be led by people who are of us. Yes. My favorite candidate today, I don't know them all, but my favorite one is Ian Smith coming out um, and running in New Jersey. I was just thinking of him as well. Hallelujah. Right. Like that's who the citizen citizen representatives. I hope he wins. I, I hope do he too. wins and he's not perfect. And I'm sure I don't even know all his policies and I'm sure we don't, don't need perfect. We don't need no. perfect, but he <laughs> runs a business. He will hi- and he has, a, and he's yes. a patriot and he will hire smart people to, you know, figure things out with them. Right. Um, and if, yeah, there's no way we're all going to agree with everything ever done. Right. But if someone's leading with a pure heart, pure intentions, um, you know, well, a, it's hard to make things worse than they are. Right. But True. B, um, <laughs> You need someone who you know at least (laughs) has an integrity at the core. Um, Let's talk about something else that sort of touches me on your on your content and your fees, and that's your mom. Because you know, I'm a mom. I got my four boys, (laughs) and they're all grown up. And I love seeing how tight you are with her. How is she, by the way? I know you shared that she was diagnosed. um, Thank you for yeah for saying that. So um, she's such a champ. Uh, it was 2019 when she got diagnosed with stage four cancer at the time. And, uh, you know, that was rough because, uh, the first doctor that she saw basically missed it. 
and that supports a truth that I think about this world. I've, I've thought this for a long time is there's no such thing as experts. And we're saying, we're even saying this in the political end, right? There's no such thing as experts. It doesn't matter your degree or it's, you either are, you either care and are giving your best every moment or you're not. And, uh, you know, that year plus of her first, you know, go of everything was, was really hard and scary. And, um, we had to go to even Mexico to get treatments that the pharmaceuticals banned in America, which kind you are of not also, the first person I've heard share that by yeah, the way, like yeah. all natural, uh, uh-huh. like curcumin, like a freaking root that right. got banned in America, but pharmaceutical, you know, so that also had to do with my particular fire of, mm-hmm. okay, why are we blackballing ivermectin and all these other treatments? Oh, you can't say. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to get your podcast banned, right? No, that's okay. We're, we're already that, so far down that road. Go ahead. I know. Schmeiber Schmeckton. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's just bananas. It's just, it's yeah. it's evil. It's evil is what it is. But um, so she, I always say to people, she's on the journey. And what that means to me is like, it's very encouraging. And she's such a champ. But she does treatments every single day. And, oh. uh, you know, this is what I just believe about everything, whether it's Ninja Warrior or you know, my pursuits or with my mom is the moment you step off the gas and kind of start to like take it for granted or I jinxing, jinxing is real. And it's just like, all I know now is that if we love her and support her and she is committed to doing the necessary steps, we get more time. So do we really need to crack this formula any more than that. Let's just stay at it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hard battle. I love seeing the adventures you take with her and and the climb. And I'm like, man, I saw her like climbing up some mountain with you. My son took me on this mountain in Wyoming. It was like 21,000 feet. We we went up and I was like, gasping and literally like crawling up to the top at the end because the altitude you know i was like literally it was like pathetic and then i see your mom who's going through cancer like trucking up this mountain she was determined i was (laughs) i was honestly in awe because that mountain we went on she so i I basically was like hey we went to this national park acadia quick little story national park acadia and there was kind of like a bunny hill mountain and i was like why don't we do this like we'll have done it we'll go on a mountain it'll be fun and she was like no we're doing this this one called the beehive and I like watched some videos and I was like, this is pretty dang intense. Like there was like 20 year old, like backpackers who were like, yeah, we're going to turn back. Like we're not going to finish it. And, but like, I saw it in her that she needed to do this. Like, Mm -hmm. and I get it. Like she was in a chemo bed and she was like, I need to do this and share this together. And I'm so, so proud of her. And, uh, yeah, like she was a little billy goat hopping up there. It was great. <laughs> That's fun. And those are memories that just that just last, right? Yeah. Um, this is not going to go away. And that I think is what life kind of spirals down to is just finding finding those memories. You know, when you whittle away so everything true. else. That- that's all any of us really wants. You know, we just want those moments, So true. <laughs> uh, you so know, true. whatever, whatever that looks like for us. All right, Alex, let's talk about your men's community. You mentioned because <laughs> I have not followed up on that. So let's, let's talk about it. What you got going on. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, it, so I'll, I'll give the background and then what we're up to now. So when 2020 happened, I, uh, So early March, 2020, I was uh, literally speaking to the young government of Mexico 
traveling everywhere speaking, getting ready to compete on American Ninja Warrior with my mom as my guest of honor. And then in three days, uh, the competition got canceled. All my speaking engagements, which is like really my purpose, got wiped and I, I broke my hand. So Ninja Warrior was gone and I went through a breakup too. And it was just, that was one where I was like, put it on my tag. Like a dumpster fire in your life. <laughs> and it was one where yeah. I I really own this. I let my hands off the wheel and I was just like, I'm done. Like I was on this planet, but I was pretty checked out. And after that, and so that's a depressed state went on for quite a while until I was like, okay, you know, I gotta, I gotta get out of this. And really I started reflecting of like, when were some of my best chapters of life? And I, I, I had realized, you know, and I, I said it of like, I feel like an athlete without a team. Like I, I missed having a good group of guy friends that I could really talk about things with and be challenged and have that. And it came to a head. I, at the end of 2020, I was like, something's got to change here. I drove out to the desert. Cause you know, I, I got to make everything dramatic. And, uh, <laughs> I was like, you know, I stayed up one night and I was just wrote it. I made a campfire and I just made a list. I was like, okay, I want to be a better man. So who are men that I admire? And I go, okay, men I admire. And I made a list of men. And I was like, oh, that's it. I want to be on this list. And I invited 15 guys that I also felt were committed to being, wanting to be men we admire. And that's what the group is called. It's called Men We Admire. We're over a year in. Um, it's We meet every week virtually. We do retreats where we go on adventure retreats and really get back to like, some primal being a man and loving on each other and, and climbing up mountains and, and joking around and having fun. And uh, I've even spoken uh, with talks for men we admire to high school men and college fraternity and athletes. And uh, now like literally as we're talking in these next weeks, I'm opening it up to, to have it be for men in the world who want this. I haven't had the bandwidth to do it, now I've realized how important it is in the world that we have more strong, good-hearted men. So uh, yeah, if any of your listeners, if that resonates, um, reach out because we're going to be opening up another group. Nice. Well, this is a good time to drop the the link then. What's the site? Where's the where's the contact info? Menweadmire.com. Menweadmire.com. Ooh, that could take on a lot of different meanings for depending on who you're... <laughs> What you're looking at, but ladies, this is not for us. Back off. Well, this is immense. Uh, but, well, <laughs> we're gonna do women, women we admire at some point because women have asked for that. But uh, more, I get so many messages from women who say, "Can my husband be a part of this? Can my boyfriend? Can my brother?" And that fires me up. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Um, and I, you know, it is so. You're there's a bunch of people doing men's communities, but you all have your different angle on it, right? You all have your, some are faith-based, yes. some are, some, you know, are like literally Navy SEALs who yeah. actually like bury the dudes in the ground and they have to pretend they're like, they go into body bags and have to pretend they're dead and all this shit. Like they do hardcore, like really wow. like that kind of stuff. And then, you know, we have your group, which sounds like somewhere in the middle of those two. Yeah. And, and, I mean, and that's part of the reason I felt really called to do it. And I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm of the mindset of like, great, let's have as many men's group as possible because there's a lot of different men and I hadn't seen my guy. Right. I hadn't right. seen my guy. I'd, I'd seen the guy who's like, like, you don't know how to make love to your wife. That's literally like one of the guys ads. I'm like, geez. And then another guy's like, if you don't make a million dollars, you're a wimp. And I'm like, okay, 
where's my dude? It's like, <laughs> we want to do well in business. We want to do well in our relationships and we all right. want to do well in our lives, but also with a little bit of heart and, and some laughs and some, some connection. And that is what I've realized is the most powerful piece of it is connection and camaraderie. And, and we really need that as men and somewhere along the line, we lose it. Yeah, that's true. And I think it's a matter of like, you're not out there trying to connect with or bring in every single man out. You want the, you want the people who speak that language so that you can Correct. serve them and, and that's it. And so that's, um, that's pretty cool. I dig it, man. You're, you're onto a lot of great, a lot of great yeah, things. I dig you guys. I think I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful that, you know, for everything you're doing. Yeah. And we're going to, we're going to definitely, we got you back now, Alex, we got you back in our, in our fall. We took, <laughs> we had some, you know, we all, I think none of us really escaped the last two years without going into some sort of cave of our own. Right. True. I went, True. you know, I was down there. I have to, I have, I manage my like own depression and anxiety as it is because you go through what, what I gone through. There's like the base that is with me at all times after going through what I went through. Right. So wow. I'm already managing that. And then the two years hit. So I had, and other stuffs in, in my life too. So we all went through that. I think we all, if, if we could have a conversation with people who hate us and find out that they also went into their own cave and had their own dumpster fire period, whatever. I think yes. so that doesn't set, that doesn't make any of us unique or special. I think what separates us or defines us is how we come out of that, right? Or, or do we come out so of that? True. Do we bring other people out of it with us or do we bring them down? Like, so those are the choices we have. So, so I love, I love that, that you've, coming back out of yours. And, you know, we'll both go down again, man. We're going to, we're going to go down again. The fact that we came out, there's going to be something else that knocks us back down again. But what I love doing is connecting people. I know no matter how many times they get knocked on their ass, they're going to eventually get back up. Right. And then you're going to bring other people back up with you. So thank you for being one of those people in our world. Thank you. Thanks for flexing your freedom. Yeah, we're flexing it, man. All different ways, all different ways. It's time to go. Um, it's time for Americans in particular to follow yes. the leads of other countries and kind of stop this nonsense. Like hopefully all this nonsense has run its course and we've learned our I lessons. Hope. Like, you know, do you ever have par- my parents didn't do this, but I saw other parents who would put their kids who couldn't get along in their get along shirt where it had like two sleeves and the kids had to like wear the same <laughs> shirt, you know, <laughs> or That's something so like that. Funny. But you know, don't make me turn this car around kind of thing. I think this country, I think we're getting it. I think we're, we're in that moment now. So I hope. buckle up. It's going to be a wild next couple of years. I, I know. I know. <laughs> All right. What's your website, Alex, besides uh, menweadmire.com? And do you have, is that the site where they can apply, they can find out how to get you to come speak, how to learn from you, how to get your book. Yeah. So I'm Alex Weber, one uh, B in Weber. And that's uh, on all the platforms and social media is uh, just, I'm Alex Weber. And uh, men's group is men we admire. And uh, you know, they all somehow come back to me. So if you're want the speaking or the men's group, please do reach out. And uh, it also just means a ton to, to hear if you resonated with the conversation Barb and I are having. Yeah. Perfect. And don't worry, people, because we're in a, a stock. I mean, stay in touch with Alex for the next year and make sure we get him to come to our next Great American Summit. Alex, thank you so thank much you. for for taking the time to be with us again today. All right, everyone, there you have it. That wraps up another episode of the Flex Your Freedom podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'd like to personally thank Alex Weber for being here as well. If you enjoyed Alex's story, you got value out of this episode, 
please leave us a five-star written review on iTunes or Spotify or your favorite podcast episode. Tell a friend what we're doing here. Share one of your favorite episodes on social media. We would really appreciate it. Don't forget to go to greatamericansyndicate.com forward slash newsletter. You can check out the show notes, watch the full video interview. and We'll also include some links there that you can use to follow Alex Weber on social media. This past January, many of you who've been tuning in know that we had our first ever event called the Great American Summit. We had a huge lineup of amazing speakers. It was an incredible event. And right now you can get access to that two-day live event. You can get the replays of that event by joining our association, the Great American Syndicate. You can go to greatamericansyndicate.com to learn more. Click the red Join Us button in the upper right-hand corner and get involved, join our association of patriotic great Americans just like yourself. And I'd like to take just a minute to recognize some of the sponsors of that event, one being Patriot Mobile, the other one being Minutemen Coffee, Sunflower Bank, and of course, our friend Tony Van Choik from Effing Simple. So we appreciate all of our sponsors. Make sure you check them all out and don't forget to tune in next time for another episode of the Flex Your Freedom podcast. Now go out there and show the world how exceptional you really are. Yeah.